on this very special edition of Footnotes on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. It is, yes. For those of you who might have been at Buffalo Wild Wings for our 10th birthday bash yesterday, I warned Hannah that if the Astros won last night with El Pedro Grande hitting two more home runs, that today would be yet another edition of Josh Fields Appreciation Day. Uh, for those of you who don't remember who Josh Fields is and why we appreciate him so much, it's kind of a two-pronged thing. For one, Josh Fields was um, an ex-pitcher for the Astros, and in Game Two of the of the 2017 World Series against the Punks, the Astros had lost Game One. They were in LA. They were about. They were playing Game Two, and they were behind. And if anyone ever wants to. Google uh, Kevin Foote, World Series, um, Facebook Live, Game 2. You can see kind of what Danny and I's reaction to all of this was. But anyway, I said, uh, man, uh, you know, Astros were behind. It was getting late. It was a close game. And they put in Josh Fields, and I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, 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 there's no way you can. We cannot lose this game to Josh Fields. And um, uh, and then the Astros lit him up, and they ended up winning the game and, and winning the World Series, and it was it was it was tremendous. But it gets even better. Josh Fields, shortly after that, well. Shortly, it happened before that, but shortly after that, it we we began to realize more. Josh Fields went to the Dodgers on a trade from the Astros, where the Astros traded Josh Fields for this relative unknown. I think he was nineteen years old at the time, a minor league outfielder from Cuba named. Jordan Alvarez, better known on this show as El Pedro Grande, and uh, and he, he over the last month of the season, El Pedro Grande leads the major leagues in just about everything. He now, after yesterday's game, if I understood the the broadcast last night, he leads the entire major leagues in OPS now. OPS is the, you know, it's it's on base percentage versus slugging. It's it's probably, you know, you judge players by however you want to judge them. There's all there's two way there's probably way too many statistics now, but that's probably the one that most people in today's game judge how good a player is by what their OPS is, how good of a hitter is, not a player. I mean, it does it. There are other, you know, there are def- I'm talking about just hitting, not the defensive side and the or the base running side. It, I shouldn't have said player. It, it's it's hitter. I mean, uh, El Pedro Grande is not a base stealer, and he's not a um, 
you know, he's an average to slightly below average defensive player. He's a DH that plays left field, and he does a fine job. He catches the ball. It's not like he's a butcher. He can They hit the ball to him, he'll catch it. And he'll make a nice sliding catch every once in a while, but he's not a great outfielder. But I'm talking about just hitting. Man, can he hit. Astros open up a four-game series tonight against the Yankees. And again, it'd be it'd be difficult for a June series. Let me make sure some I, I probably shouldn't do this a whole lot, but I just want to make sure before I say some. It'd be difficult in Lafayette, Louisiana, where we have a lot of um, Astro fans and a lot of Yankee fans. I don't know that there could be a bigger series. No, I thought the Astros had caught the Mets last night, but apparently they didn't. Am I looking at this wrong? I thought they caught the Mets last night. Anyway, not that it matters, but um, I, I thought the Astros were half a game ahead of them. Apparently, I, I, I was wrong. They're half a game be- behind the Mets still. But still, you have the two of the – in the American League, the two teams with the with the best record and the first and third best records overall in, ma- in all of Major League Baseball in a four-game series at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it's June. It really doesn't mean anything in the big picture. But – In terms of interest and just putting a lot into one series and and having fun with a series, you know, it's hard. It'd be hard. I don't know that you could beat this. Um, You know, maybe Astros Braves because they played in the World Series last year. But I don't know. I, I still think there's probably more Yankee fans than Braves fans in this area. Uh, Although there are a lot of both. But... Um, I don't know that a, I don't know that a June series can get any more from an interest standpoint bigger than what we've got going on right now. And it opens tonight, and you can hear all the action right here. Six ten first pitch. You can hear it right here on the game one zero three seven Lafayette one zero four one Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana uh, Sports Station. In the second hour. We're going to discuss some of the peculiarities and talk a little more about the recent history of this series between the Yankees and the Astros. There's been a lot of big moments, and it's 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 been peculiar. It, it, it's been a really peculiar peculiar series. Uh, you know, they haven't until this century they had never played ever, and so. Um, the Astros versus Yankees has had a lot of interesting moments. We'll talk about that some in the second hour. Uh, the game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111 on this Josh Fields Appreciation Day. Anyone um, that would like to call, the first hour is the time to do it. In the second hour, we're going to get caught up again with our old friend Gerald Broussard and discuss cruises and and also I want to we're going to discuss the amazing amount of similarities 
between the Cajuns and the Saints. I've talked about this on and off for a few years. Last year wasn't as close. Uh, the Saint because the Saints had a, um, you know, it was just a disaster, nightmare season, and it was not that for the Cajuns. But going in, it's unbelievable the comparisons to be made between the Saints and the Cajuns going into this season. And we'll just be uh, Gerald and I will discuss some of that among many other things like we always do. (laughs) It's fun talking with Gerald. But anyway, we'll do that in the second hour. So if you would like to call, the game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. This first hour is the the best time to do so. Um, You know, appreciate the... The people that came out last night and yesterday afternoon late to Buffalo Wild Wings. Appreciate everything Buffalo Wild Wings did for sure. And uh, for some of you, you got to meet, you know, Paul got there right after I left. And then I ended up coming back, went to Church of Seven, came back, and he was, him and uh, Martin were still going at it. Unbelievable. Those two, you know, I was joking with with Matt and James and the people that were there when I got back. I said, "Man, when they when 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 you look at a dictionary and you see the word delusional, there's a big picture of small of Paul there with a big smile on his face. The cat brought forms, trying to get people to go from the you know from whatever team they root for to the Yankees. He had one form for the Red Sox to the Yankees." Kind of a fan conversion form. That's a hopeless quest. Now there might be a few potential bandwagon jumper, but I don't. I don't know if you can go from the Red Sox to the Yankees or vice versa. And that's why I have never had any patience for any player who ever plays for both whether it's Mike Stanley or Roger Clemens or the, you know Wade Boggs, one of my most hated players ever in Major League history, Wade Boggs, anybody who plays for both teams, that's, that's awful. Just awful. Just a complete no-class move, in my opinion. Yankees and Red Sox. It should be against the rules. Those two teams should never make a trade, ever. Uh, and no player should be allowed to ever play for both franchises. That should never happen. I mean, if I was the king, because again, you can't you can't come to me and say that the entire league, all of baseball is all about the Yankees and the Red Sox, and then and then have a players that play for both teams. That can't be. Then the rivalries, it's a sham. Then it's a sham. Then so no, I, I got I got no patience for any of that stuff. That can that should never happen. They should never be allowed to make a trade. They shouldn't, and no player should ever be able to be able to play for both teams. That that should have been. If I was the king, that'd have been made illegal. If I was the king, which I'm not, but if I was the king, every team would have a rival, and 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 it would be a league rule that you cannot play for. You can play for anybody else in the league, but you can't play for that team. Can't play for them. Got to respect rivalries. Now, the problem is determining who that is, and not everyone has a real rival, so I get that. But 
that would complicate that. But it, you, it, you, you, you can't tell me the whole, all the baseballs. It's all about the Yankees and the Red Sox, which for most of the national media that covers the Major League Baseball, they, and that's their opinion. The entire Major Leagues is all about two teams, Yankees and the Red Sox. So that's why it's fun to beat both of them, especially on the road. That's why Derek G today was so fun. That's why it was fun to crush the little Red Sox in the ALD in the ALCS last year. That's why it's fun to beat the Yankees in the playoffs all the times the Astros have done it. That's why it was f- so fun when Altuve hit the home run um, to beat him, and and then that's why this um, this four game series is fun starting tonight. Look, the goal is the same: just don't get swept. Just don't get swept. And if you can win two out of four, I'll be ecstatic. Anything more than two out of four, you know, that's just lanyap, total lanyap. It would be tremendous, but it'd be uh, that's just lanyap. Get me, get me at least one. If I get two, you know, remember my goal on this nine game stretch was five and four, or start a two and zero oh start. That means there's only seven left. If I go three and four. I reach my goal in the next seven. When you start out two and zero, oh, maybe you, you're, you're hoping more for four and three. If you go four and three in these next seven, that's six and three, which has been you know when the Astros have had these nine game three city trips, they've gone six and three twice. That's kind of been when they've had a key nine game stretch this year. The history of this season, the trend is the Astros have gone six and three in those nine games, three city trips, of which the Astros have made three already before June even got here. They 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 embarked on three anyway. One kind of overlapped a little bit, and so um, I, I would certainly take six and three. But again, all that exciting, fun series starts tonight. You can hear the. Hear it right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Let's do this. We'll take a timeout, come back. Again, the phone lines are open. If you want to call, this is the hour to do it, 706-0111. We'll be back after this timeout. Footnotes on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You love sports. We love sports. Any questions? No? Good. Let's get back to the sports. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is your home for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and the rest of the Astros are looking to get back to the World Series. You can listen at every pitch, hit, and thrilling victory as Robert Ford and Steve Sparks will be on the call. Tune in all season long for Astros baseball right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. 
I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Uh, hey dad, cool if I change this? They may not get each other's music, but they can both get a COVID-19 booster shot. Because the CDC recommends booster shots for people 12 years and older after completion of a primary series. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Chances are you're jamming in your car right now. And since Liberty Mutual customizes car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, Limu and I are going to show you some safe car dance moves. Hit it. Everybody, check your blind spots real quick. Now hands on the wheel. Put them 10 in two and move your head like a bird do. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. If you're looking for the best flooring from the local people who serve you right every time, pull into Carpet Mills Outlet off University in Karen Grove. Oh, that's the real deal. That's Carpet Mills Outlet in Karen Grove. The real deal in local flooring. When you need an electrician, you want someone fair, dependable, on time, and thorough. And Mr. Electric is exactly who you're looking for. Our technicians deliver honest, upfront pricing, quality service, and one of the best warranties in the business. Call Mr. Electric or visit mrelectric.com slash Lafayette. For more than 35 years, Mattress Gallery has provided the Acadiana area with top quality bedding products from brands like Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and tempur From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. Kali Saloom Road, across from River Ranch. Support your local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. The cheaters. Cheaters. The famed hated rival that beat the New Orleans Saints and others so many times in the 80s and 90s by cheating. Also known as the San Francisco 49ers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Remember, you're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you about Rescue Fest. It is Saturday, that's two days from now, at Park International. They have live music featuring the Sarah Russo Band, Jet 7, Layla Laverne. Hunter Corville and Cam Nelson. There'll be plenty of food and games and a raffle. Rescue You, that's R-E-S-C-Y-O-U Fest, is a fundraiser for the Rescue Group of Acadiana, a group that provides financial and emotional assistance to grieving families after the unexpected loss of a child. To buy tickets, go to Eventbrite or by visiting Rescue ugroup.org that's r e s c y o u group.org all right again phone hotline is 706-0111 706-0111 if you would like to get in 
if you made a trip to Buffalo Wild Wings for our 10th birthday bash last night uh, and you had any fun impressions or any stories to tell, certainly feel welcome to call uh, our, our old friend, the man from South Lafouche. The guy from South Lafouche, he was there, and we got a, I got a chance to visit with him quite a bit. Enjoyed it very much, uh, except for one thing. You know, everybody's got issues, I guess. Everybody says things that they shouldn't say or has have opinions they shouldn't have. And, again, great guy. Been talking to him on the air for years. Appreciate every time he calls. But he actually uttered these words to me last night. I wish the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl. I mean, what do you say to a comment like that from someone that you like? I mean, what do you say? Like, knowing you, I wish the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl. He actually looked at me and said that. Now, the reason why he said it, as a lifelong Saints fan, because he's from down on the bayou, he's from South Lafouche, um, is he's from Erath. The 49ers have running back, Elijah Mitchell, played for the Cajuns, played at Erath. So he's not the only one, but you can't, you can't say. Look, and I'm not joking. If my brother played for the Cheaters, first of all, I would, ne- I would hope he lose- lost every game he ever. I'd be happy <laughs> that he's having a successful career. But I would want him to lose every game he played in, unless it helped the Saints. Now, if it helped the Saints, I'd want him to win. But that's it. No, no, you can't go too far with that. The, so, but other than that, it was great. Great guy, yeah, great guy. Enjoyed visiting with him. Hopefully, he calls back every <laughs> anytime that he wants. I got easy. But 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 man, he's got to repent. I had to rebuke him a little bit, and he needs to repent. I heard you say rebuke, and I was wondering who you were talking to exactly. So too many people around you. you Isn't were like that a great word? The party. Isn't that a great word? Like really, that's a top ten all time word. Rebuke. I love that word. What's your actual top ten? Then what's your? I don't know. We need to come up with it. You but do. um, you know rebuke is one of you. them. You know what other word I love? Sepulcher. Isn't that a great word? What does that even mean? Sepulcher. Great word. <laughs> Tell me that's not a great word. Even if you don't know what it means. It just doesn't I mean, it just sound it awesome. It sounds like it's a cool Sepulchre word. Sepulcher is a great word. And rebuke is a great word. Those are great words, and then they're words that I hate. We don't want to go too far down that road today. We'll save that for another day, maybe. But no. It was uh I I, I gotta tell you, I didn't meet too many people last night that have ever been to Woco. Clint's dad was had been to Woco. Uh, I ain't been too many people. I didn't meet too many. I don't know that there was anyone, many, many, anybody else in the room last night. Maybe one or two that went that, that had been to Woco. Do you ask Matt if he's been to Woco? I bet you Lucius has been to Woco. And I and I got a chance to see Lucius and uh, and Dean on on the way right before I left, and uh, they've been in Lafayette for a while. So I bet you they've been to Woco before. Probably. When we when we have Gerald on next hour, I guarantee you Gerald's been. Gerald used to live near Wolco. Yes, yeah, so, so I know he's been there. or something like that. Yeah, he lived on he lived on off Arena, or yeah. on Arena, I think. 
Uh, I didn't know Gerald back then, but um, but he has since he has told me that before that he used to live like he used to live right on the edge of where like when it came where but between the you know Lafayette High Acadia it 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 didn't take much of it it wouldn't take much of an imagination to where Gerald would have played at Acadiana instead of Lafayette High. That was back then when the rivalry was like real, like really, really, really weird, really, really, really real, really vicious. Oh, it was vicious. How many really? Oh no, tell it. Look, when when (laughs) my four years of high school, it was still a huge rivalry. I mean, they played the games at Cajun Field. Um, once Bobby Green became the coach there in about 86, it kind of it got a lot more civilized. It's way more civilized now, even though it's still a big game for a lot of people. It's way more civilized now than it was then. It was it was irrational. It had a rational hatred. But again, I always say everybody should have one team or or a rivalry that they're allowed to be irrational now i'm talking about violent i'm just talking about their 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 yeah. thought processes or can be irrational yeah like our we had ours our rivalry back home in Sidell is between us and north shore high mm-hmm. because of course all of our shirts like when i first walked into school we got a shirt and it said the high school with the the word the was in like quotes so, because we were, we were the first high school that was in the North Shore. So, so our big rivalry was them. Like, they think because they're supposedly the more privileged Right. School. So, you hate Brent Endes now. He's the new head football coach there. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so you hate him. That's okay. It's, it's okay. That's good. That's a good it's little um, sports rivalry. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, you're bringing, when, you're, when you're bringing up, like, incidents for, like, in certain players, like certain players did certain things and situations arose. So like you use that to try to come back at us. But like we have a whole pep rally where we literally bring like a head of like a, of a panther, like the, like the little stuffed animal. We'll cut just the head off and we'll put that on a stick and we'll like wave it around. Oh, yeah. at pep that's, rally. That, oh, yeah. it, that, that's it's, wonderful. It's, stuff. It gets real. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm that, surprised that, that's, that's, we can't play against them anymore. But that, it's fine. That's, that's, that's wonderful stuff. Absolutely. Um, we have not talked at all on this show about the NBA draft, and I'm not a big NBA draft guy. I mean, haven't been since like the '80s, probably. And even then, I wouldn't say it was any, you know, any. It still wasn't anything as big as we talk about the the NFL draft for months. It seems like, but I got one. And, and again, I'm not a Pelicans fan. I, I hope I hope wish them well. I got one piece of advice, and we t- and I should have mentioned this yesterday. Uh. When we we talked to Matt uh, Miguez during their show when we were out at Buffalo Wild Wings, um, and I do think, kind of like we said yesterday, that they could go in any number of directions, and they could all make sense, and they could all work. But my my wanted piece of advice is to draft defense. I think one of the things that's got a chance to make the that allow the Pelicans to be more special than a lot of people maybe nationally think moving forward is because they have an elite defensive player in Herb Jones. So if I was – look at how the Celtics got to the finals because they played defense. And, and everyone wants to talk about 
Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, and he's a great player, all-time great, no question about that. But they play defense. You have to be able to play defense to win. It's not about all this. Now, the regular season is largely about offense and flash. But the way that you win in the postseason in the NBA, and I know that there are old school people that don't play no defense. Uh, that, 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 that's a, it's a bad opinion. You can have that. When they get to the postseason, it's about defense. You got to be able to defend people. And the thing that can separate the Pelicans from other teams is continue to build on the defensive side. Your chances of getting this offensive, great offensive guy that's going to come and just average 20 points a game and, and that, that they need a draft. Whoever is the best defensive player of all the little stable, like when it's their turn to pick at eight, they're probably going to have, I don't know, two, three, four guys that they're considering. Whichever one is the best defensive player, that's the one they should draft. Not he doesn't have to be as good as Herb, but he, he whoever is the best defensive player. That's how you win. That's how you win in the playoffs. You got to be able to defend people. And so, um, again, I'm not uh, I'm not a Pelicans fan. I don't live and die with the Pelicans like our old friend Lewis does. But if uh, my my advice, what they should do. Pick the best defensive player. Now, from what I've heard and read a little bit, this Cat Daniels is that guy. If he's there, pick him. And then I think you're just happy at that point. Defense, 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 defense. That's the way to go. So we'll see with the with the um if they do that, then it'll it'll be it'll continue just this unbelievable run since about what midseason on where just Good things keep happening for the Pelicans. And um, if they draft Daniels or whatever good defensive player, somebody, if they draft defense, it will be one more step in the right direction, in my opinion. We'll see what happens um, there. But no, it's, um, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch every play, but I, everyone, but I'll be uh, interested to see how, how how a couple of these teams handle and, and uh, I don't know about trading up, but um, but maybe it, it's normally like once you get past the top five or six guys, there's normally not somebody you know. There's not like in basketball. There's oh, you got this quart, this third round grade quarterback who some QW team is gonna you know trade up to get him at ten or eleven or twelve. You don't get a whole lot of that in the NBA draft. So I don't know how much trading up they'll be, but maybe some trading down to acquire picks for the future. We'll see how how that plays out. So so tonight be cast a little bit of an eye on that. Obviously, my primary focus will be Yankees Astros. Hoping to I, I like just when your goal is don't get swept, you win the first game of the series, you don't have to worry about getting swept. That's what I like doing. I like winning that first game of the series. I don't like falling down 2-0 like Presley seems to do to every batter. Although Presley had a good inning yesterday. That was that was that was nice. Only a two-run lead on the eve of Josh Fields Appreciation Day. And um I was still a little worried because Presley's had a few rocky outings. But he was um he was very smooth. 
He even though he went two zero on the first batter, he uh, he he really shut him down after that. So that was that was tremendous. He he did very well. We'll see how the Astros do in these four games against the Yankees. But Judge did it again last night. Man, what is he doing? Is he setting himself? He hit two more home runs. So like, is he setting himself up? To make unbelievable amounts of money, or is or is every home run that he hits for the Yankees that's one more step out the door to go into another team? Is what's which one is happening here? Like, cause the Yankees are they gonna want to give him that you know that mega 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 deal, or is every home run he's hitting? They're like, man, we're not gonna better pay this guy, and then he's gonna go somewhere else. I think he needs to go to the National League, personally. National League. Don't you think? That's where he would be. They got the, they got the DH now in the National League. If you had, you know, and he's not a DH, he can play the outfield. But, I mean, even if you're a DH type, it's you're not just confined to the American League anymore. You could be in the National League. So I, I, I think Aaron Judge needs to go to the National League. I love the fact that all these good players and teams in, in football, they, they're all in the AFC. I love it. I think more, more elite players need to go to the National League. Aaron Judge, he needs to go um, to the – the only problem is watch if he would go somewhere. Like if the, the punks better not get him too. The punks, they just get everybody. It'd be the Mets and the punks. Unbelievable. But the Astros won, so it's a good day. It's a great Josh Fields Appreciation Day. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hit a little bit on our on day four, week three of our footnote summer project. We'll do that next on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. Heads up, sports bettors. Right now you can try VSIN All Access free for 30 days with no credit card required. Visit vsin.com slash free month to sign up now. Here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Astros dropped the Mets 5-3 to three yesterday as a $1.27 home underdog. The total closed at 8. It was a push today. Frambert Valdez on the hill for the Astros has a plus 115 road underdog against Jamison Tyone and the Yankees minus 125 at Yankee Stadium where the total is eight and a half shaded to the over. Astros at Yankees from the Bronx today right here on the game. NASCAR this week at Nashville Super Speedway for the Ally 400. Defending champion Kyle Larson is a plus 450 favorite. Kyle Busch plus 750. Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott both 8-1. to one. For more, go to VSIN.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Half Shell Oyster House is an upscale casual restaurant serving everything from oysters and po'boys to steaks and cocktails. They are known for their Gulf oysters and a variety of Gulf Coast seafood served with a New Orleans flair. The ambience has a French quarter feel, but what really makes it special is the food, like fried green tomatoes with crab cakes or voodoo shrimp for starters. How about a bacon-crusted redfish for an entree or a triple steak cheeseburger for lunch? 
Come to the Half Shell Oyster House and satisfy your appetite. The Half Shell Oyster House is located at 109 Camp Road, right off the intersection of Ambassador Caffrey and Caliste Saloon Road. Go to AcadianaDeals.com this Friday and get your $50 Half Shell Oyster House gift certificate for only $25. Don't miss this incredible offer. You know this deal won't last long. Get yours this Friday. If you're looking for the ultimate lawn mowing machine, check out the heavy-duty commercial mowers from Skag Power Equipment. These are serious mowing machines, speeds up to 16 miles per hour, along with high-performance engine options like fuel injection and liquid cooling. Skag Lawn Mowers take cutting the grass to a whole new level. Proudly made in the USA for 30 years, Skag is simply the best mower you can buy. Visit Nolan's Lawn Mower Sales and Services for more info and great deals on Skag Mowers. Nolan's at 3547 Northwest Evangeline Thruway in Karenfroe. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This bourbon has a smoky flavor that'll go great with your grilling. Nice! Wow! And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices in Louisiana. Drink responsibly, B21. Research suggests that sports talk stations need to target millennials more. So here it goes. Did you know that the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is the most lit sports talk station? And that our local hosts are on fleek. Look, we may not know how to properly use a hashtag. It's still a pound sign to us. But we do know about sports talk. Whether young or old, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, is your home for great sports talk. Kevin Foote, an award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Remember Astros tonight, 6-10 first pitch. First game of a four-game series at the new Yankee Stadium. Astros at Yankees. You can hear all the action right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 
Lake Charles. Want to uh, the game hotline, 706-0111. Want to remind you, if you have not done so yet, you need to go to the website, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. Join the game clubhouse so you can win such great prizes as, you know, the next time we have an Astro getaway, you got you to join to be eligible to win. Or you got to be joined to be eligible to win $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. It's free. It's simple. So sign up today to the Game Clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Talk to our old friend Ellis. Hello, sir. Hello, Dr. Kevin. How are you? How have you been? I've been great. All right. Uh, Judge, every time he hits a home run, the Mets add to the uh, to the uh, price. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to offer him something crazy, aren't they? Oh yeah, because the Yankees aren't going to be able to want to match it. It's not they can't match it, but they're not going to match it. Just like they offered, uh, and they knew they were out of the ballpark, eighteen million to Verlander, and he signed for seven uh, seven million dollars more. What was it, twenty five million that he signed for? I don't remember the exact, but it was something like that, right? Yeah, and uh, that was just you know throwing something out to the uh, fans that uh, they thought they were serious about spending money, but they're not. So, uh, you know, I, I, I still say and tell all my friends, he will be a Met next year. Well, it's very possible. And, you know, the Mets have been tired of hearing about the Yankees for a long, long time. And now that they've got um, an owner that wants to spend money and make an impact, and, and you know, I, I think they're going to keep doing it. And, you know, it's, so far it's working. I mean, they got the best record in the National League. I, and... They're going to get Scherzer back. Supposedly, he's going to make his, uh, his return start on Sunday, and we'll see if Degrom can ever be healthy. So, so say he's going to be there the second half. We'll see. But um, um, no, it's um, they've got a lot to be excited about. But I think you're right. I, I, I kind of think the Mets are going to offer him one of these crazy deals. And then the attendance last year, their biggest crowd was uh, 42, and they were averaging about. Uh, 34, 35, I forgot exactly what it is this year. So they're, they're, they're not filling the stadium, and it's going to continue like that until they start uh, spending money again. Well, but again, not everything is about spending money. I mean, you got to spend a certain amount of money. I mean, you don't, I'm not saying everybody should try to do what the Rays do, but, but, Look, look at what that you don't want to be the Angels either. Like that the Angels spent all these they, they signed these guys to these long-term crazy contracts and they never make the playoffs. I mean, you got to spend your money wisely. Yeah, it's not and, just uh, about spending. It looks like uh, the Angels can't get pitching. Oh no, they can't. But I mean, look at the Astros. Every year they lose a major player. Whether it's Gary Cole or Carlos Correa or George Springer, and uh, they lost um, 
uh, what's his name? Charlie Martin after they won the World Series and they lose all these major pieces and every year they just keep winning. And so it's not all about, you know, spending the most money and, and signing all the good players. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, getting guys, you know, like the, like DJ LeMay. You think about how great of a signing that was for the Yankees. It, it doesn't always have to be the mega star that helps you win games. And then when they re-signed him, they didn't. They didn't come close to matching what he wanted, but he stayed with them. All, and it also needs to be about having guys come up through your system that, you know, you got to make great trades. You got to be able to trade Josh Fields for El Pedro Grande. Well, they, uh, let's see, I forgot who they uh, got in that trade for the two relief pitches, but, uh, only, the only one that's worked out so far is, uh, oh, what's his name, the second baseman. I forget his name. Glaber Torres. Uh, yeah, Glaber Torres is the only one that worked out. Well, it's interesting that he's having a better year because, like, last year he, he, he wasn't doing very well. But, no, it, it's uh, – but we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think if you lose judges, it's like – it, it depends on how you replace him. I mean, you got, you got to just replace him. But no, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think I think the bigger year he has, the more money the Mets are going to offer him, and he's going to leave. So I, I do expect that to happen. But we'll see. You know, maybe right, he's got Kevin. a little more than that. Good hearing from you. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. care. No, I think I think that that that's that's pretty real. All right, in the next hour, um. One of the things I like to do with these projects, you know, some of it is to have, you know, a constant um, – because you never really know what's going to happen during the summer. That was my thought process 20-something years ago when I started doing this is to have something, a constant theme to talk about during the summer months. That's why I came up with it. But it's been a lot of fun. But another another major region of that is to educate and – and enjoy the memories of sports. And that's what's fun to talk about, the memories of sports. And a lot of times we don't have time to do a whole lot of that during the school year, especially during football season. But um, I think the summertime is a good time to do that. But also to educate and, and, um, you know, about things that have happened in the past, the history, explain and discuss and celebrate the history of the game. And next hour, when um, one of our segments going to um, discuss one of the truly crazy stories, heartbreaking losses for the franchise that ended up losing this crazy game, and just a, a as bizarre a scenario as maybe there's ever been in a game. So if you've never heard about this, you need to listen next hour to this crazy game that took place a long, long time ago that probably needs to be on the top 10 and probably will be uh, for heartbreaking losses in MLB history. So stay tuned for that next hour. For now, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, brother. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. How about you? You good today? Uh, I, I beat the Mets twice, and I'm I'm hopeful to win at least one, maybe two games against the Yankees. So I'm feeling pretty good. It's I mean it's Josh well, Fields Appreciation Day. You got to feel good on Josh Fields Appreciation Day. You know, I know you're my buddy, but I hope you go zero and four the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I get it. 
listening to Ellis, you know, Ellis's uh, conversation. Uh, by the way, Ellis is one of my favorite human beings on earth. So, uh, but Kevin, did you know? I, I'm sure you know. Tomorrow is uh, the, the arbitration hearing for Aaron Judge. I'm sure you knew that. Well, you told me that. I didn't know it. It was tomorrow, but but. Uh, so, what do you think the impact of that could be? Well, Kevin, the Yankees' number is seventeen million. Judge's number is twenty-one million. Can you believe that they're actually going to go to this hearing? That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> yeah. those things are nothing but trouble. Tell you, that's why they haven't won a championship since two thousand nine. You you want to avoid arbitration? It's nothing but trouble. Absolutely, for four million dollars. Yes, for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. That's now, stupid. I am hearing. I'm kind of hearing that you know they they might not make it to tomorrow. That they're gonna they might be offering him a contract to uh, make him a Yankee for the rest of his career. But that remains to be seen if that's true or not. So. Uh, but but that's insane. No, to I go agree to arbitration for four million dollars. I hope they get all mad at each other and helps the Astros win. Stubborn has that hidden in his desk somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't don't you think? Oh no, absolutely. You're you you you're correct yeah. about that. All right, I got to take a break. I appreciate the call. You're probably right. Uh, all right, I'll help in the Woco also. Oh, I bet you have. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> take care thank you that's true bobby's certainly been to woco we'll take a break we'll be back on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles you love sports we love sports. My kids love sports. Damn, Our dog loves sports. The cat. Lost track of time. What are you like, kidding me? Clock, like, wow, no. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Mind is just In this crazy world, how does free and entertaining sound? Let me tell you. Isn't it great, Roseanne? It out this is Cozy TV, classic entertainment. Enjoy programs like Roseanne, The Nanny, Frasier, Will and Grace, Columbo, and Six Million Dollar Man Saturdays, and more. Mom, you know I find you in here. But you can't come in here. She can't. No, she can't. No one can. In a crazy world, you need Cozy TV. Tune in over the air to Cozy TV Lafayette, KLWB, Channel 50.5. Hi, it's RP3 with The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This year, we've teamed up with our friends at Service Chevrolet and Cadillac I did for the this, Eyes so on the Road on the campaign. Brakes. While cell phone use still remains the highest in distracted driving, there are other and distractions te- to be aware of, such of as GPS screens, eating, drinking, you know reaching down, or turning around. <laughs> Anything that takes your eyes and even your mind off the road for a second can lead to an accident. Eyes on the Road, Acadiana, from The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Service Chevrolet Cadillac. 
At Dickey's Barbecue Pit, we smoke all our meats on site, just like in 1941. We're cooking up beef brisket, pulled pork, St. Louis-style ribs, spicy cheddar sausage, you had Polish no idea? sausage, and more. All served with home-style sides like jalapeno beans, hand-cut fries, mac and cheese, and more. Our family pack <laughs> feeds up to 46 adults with two pounds oh, of any meat and all the fixings. So let us feed your 4th of July needs. Come you in and order stop. at either convenient location, off Khalees Saloon and Ambassador Caffrey, and our new Karen Crow location next to Super One. <laughs> I'm Chris Rader with Rader Solutions. Each week in Acadiana, 10 to 20 businesses are hacked and they lose their data. This loss is a costly strain on your business. Yeah. Protect your business. Call Rader. We are a complete IT managed service provider with hands-on support and solutions. Have questions? Call us. We're here 24-7 with answers to your business security concerns. Sleep well knowing your business data is safe and secure. Visit us at RaiderSolutions.com. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Missed out on the Jordy Holberg Show? Here's what the Blonde Bomber said that got people talking. And you may not know who Stephanie Rempe is. Most of the people that get the job done effectively and efficiently are people behind the scenes that you never, ever hear from. She has been Scott Woodward's right-hand man. The Jordy Holberg Show. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 4 on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stores do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. We've kind of run out of time. In the next hour, we're going to reunite with Gerald Broussard. We'll get his opinion. I think, because I've talked to him before about this, his very bad opinion about cruises. But he'll he'll give you his opinion on that. And again, we're going to also discuss the unbelievable amount of comparisons and and similarities between the, the Saints and and the Cajuns' outlook going into the football season that's going to be starting in August and September. And then, again, a great story about a heartbreaking loss in MLB history. We'll do that next on The Game. This is RP3. Have you played Farm the Alley Golf? Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back to Footnotes. 
on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We have with us, I figured it was time to get uh, reacquainted with our old friend Gerald Broussard. A lot's happened since we last spoke. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's still, I'm getting used to you saying like Lafayette and Lake Charles. Yes. And, uh, you know, still having friends in Lake Charles, that kind of makes it cool. Yeah, because, you know, you remember when I gave you a hard time when you worked at McNeese and you tried to explain how life goes. So you probably, is. there's a little irony in that, isn't there? No, there's a lot of irony in there, uh, in that. And, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, you did give me a hard time, and, and I do find humor in this here. We'll just keep it between ourselves right now until I just make it more public. <laughs> All right, so I got uh, um, back this week from a week on an Alaskan cruise, and – I know from talking to you in the past that is not. I had no idea what uh, what I, what I had never been on a cruise. I had never been anywhere near Alaska before, or Seattle, or any of those places. So I um I, I didn't know, but I, I ended up enjoying it. But I, it sounds like you you might not have enjoyed it as much as me. No, and, and, and as I was telling you, there are a few things further down the list of what I want to do, and, and I have experience. I've never been, and, and, and I'll say this, I've never been on one. I have had a root canal. I'd probably rather do another root canal <laughs> than get on a boat with no way of exiting. I mean, it's just, I, I, I see the pictures, and look, it has nothing to do with Alaska. It could be, you know, a cruise around the Chapalaya Basin. I, that that just I just have no desire to get on with anything like that. My mom loved it. I've talked to people who loved it, but I, I say things. You know, everybody talks about the diversity and the division in our in, in our country and all that kind of stuff. I often argue with people saying the most prejudice there is is spatial prejudice, and that us big people we just don't fit good in a lot of things. And one of them I venture to say would be a cruise ship <laughs> but now this wasn't just in again i have no frame of reference on this this cruise ship was humongous like there were 4200 passengers and 1500 uh staff members it, w- it was incredible yeah so that makes it even worse so when <laughs> things start going bad that means there's 4200 people that i gotta try and get ahead of because i don't know if you remember the seinfeld episode of george you know running over the kids yeah and that kind of stuff and look you know me i'm old and, and i'm crippled up and all that stuff so somebody in front of me is gonna fall when i try and exit now, i'll grab julie by the hand but she better hold on <laughs> Yeah. No, I have no desire, Kev. No desire. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. I really am. And uh, I, I don't care to hear about it. I don't. I have no desire. None. <laughs> All right. So while we're having fun with some things, before we get to a few sports topics here, yesterday on the show, you know, I was just talking about uh, we, we the station turned ten yesterday and ten year old birthday party. So I talked about, do you remember when you were ten years old? And and we started talking. I don't know. I'm sure you were probably uh, too big to wear these things. But when I was eight, nine, ten years old, I used to we I used to wear these little very skinny, thin, kind of rubberized, no support for your foot, little black and white shoes. But in '76, it was the bicentennial, so I had to get the the bl- the red, white, and blue version that you bought at Woolco. And and Hannah had no idea what Woolco was or what these shoes were. 
Well, she's lived a sheltered life. I do know we used to call them, we called them track shoes. Yeah. And, uh, and so I lived right by the Woolco on Johnson Street, which is now Camellia, which is now an empty parking lot. And so we, we lived right there. Yeah, we did do them. They were really smooth and slick on the bottom. So there's the cement coolie behind Rena Drive. We would actually get in that coolie and slide around in our track shoes because they were so slick. Yeah, at 10 years old, we just started Lafayette Little League, and I was a 10-year-old playing up as a, you know, playing in the 11- and 12-year-old league. Uh, and, and, and that was the first year of Lafayette Little League. There were six teams in it. And uh, I remember the, the biggest, baddest boy around was a guy named Kenny Wilbur. Uh Kenny threw harder than anybody else, and he was a real good player. Kenny's still in Lafayette. His son, Cale, was a, an athlete at the university and stuff. And, and so, yeah, uh, I don't remember a lot about t- 10 years old. I do remember the wool coat. I do remember track shoes. And I remember Lafayette Little <laughs> All right. All right. Later on, I don't know if you've done this. Uh, this weekend in Natchitoches is going to be the induction of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame for the t- 2022 class. And, Obviously, one member of the class is very special to a lot of us around here, and that's Tony Robichaux, and and, and and you know that has its own whole level of significance. But have you ever been to Natchitoches for one of the induction ceremonies? I have. I've been on a couple of occasions. I went when they put Jake in and Brandon in and went when they put Louis Cook in. Uh, I actually played in the golf tournament that they have preceding it. They've changed up kind of a little bit of the stuff since Ronnie Rance had taken over. Uh, Dan McDonald has been very involved with it. It is a neat, neat deal uh, to go to and to see and to be a part of. And um, it would, when they when Brandon got inducted, the announcement to get to induct him, I actually flew up to Denver and we did a surprise uh, deal at his radio show. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And so Doug Ireland called him while I was standing out in the hall and then brought me in and we got Dan on the phone and, no, it, 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 it's a neat deal, and it, it's a lot of fun. I was there when they put Yvette Girard in, uh, and so I've been a lot of times. And if you haven't been, it's something, you know, Julie's a sports fan, but it's only because I was involved in sports so much. But it, when we went and she was a part of it, it whether you know them or not, it, it's something that you really feel good about. And it's kind of, again, changed how they did it. Um Golly, Avery would the basketball coach that that um, Avery Johnson. Uh, I, he was hilarious, awesome. He yes, was awesome. His talk. Yeah. So no, I enjoy it. It'll be neat for all the Cajun fans to go in there and see Tony go in. Well, the thing that. Was the first time I ever went that was like awestruck is at the very beginning when, you know, every year a certain, I don't know, 15 or 20 or however many guys that were, or, or ladies who were already in the Hall of Fame come back and they do like the Walk of Stars or whatever and they walk across and you saw people like Willis Reed and, you know, I've heard Willis Reed's like this iconic name with his iconic game story and, and you see people like that walking across and, you, you know, it's just really cool. Yeah, it really is. They do a good job with it. It's it's become a little different now that it's being televised, you know, and and, and they do they're more on a time schedule now than they were before when it was not televised. But that part of it is, is yeah, I enjoy seeing Gerald Boudreaux go in with all you know, bring awareness to him and remembering 
the people who have gone in in the past. I, I do think that's really neat. Now, this is in class with some line of scrimmage guys on this class. And obviously, again, Tony Robichaux is the highlight for us here locally and for a lot of people even around the state. But Eric Andosek, uh Steve Duyon obviously had some Lake Charles kind of McNeese kind of ties, and he was from Opelousas. Uh Jari Evans, offensive lineman from the Saints, and Kyle Williams, longtime defensive lineman from Ruston and, and, and LSU and played in the league for a long time. See, all you're doing is, is rehashing my point that I made earlier. You seem shocked that big people would be invited to something. <laughs> you know, it's all this facial prejudice going on. <laughs> None of this gets to happen without the girth, Kevin, without the girth. You need that girth up. It's about time. I wish they were all up at playing weight or bigger, you know, because so many times the big people lose weight and when they get done. Get bigger. Fill up a room. Make everybody around you sweat. And then they should have hired you sooner. They should have acknowledged them sooner. But, no, that's good to see, you know, both sides of the line being acknowledged and being brought in, and it makes it a lot of fun, too. But one thing about it, though, that, that those guys have great stories, but they won't get to tell them because of how it goes. But it's still it could be a lot of fun. It's always good to see those guys go in. Did you had you ever had any run-ins or personal experiences with any uh, Andelsack or Kyle Williams? Not those. No, I really haven't. I know the Andelsack stuff, and I knew some people that were very close with him. But but no, I haven't. And uh, and and, and that's I don't want to say at this point, just never never happened to be able to come across it. Obviously, others on the class are Susan Jackson, who was a gymnast at LSU, Brittany Sneed, who was a pitcher at LSU, Dr. Eddie Flynn, who was like in the, in the Olympics, and uh, Clanny Duplichan, who was a longtime cross-country, highly successful cross-country coach. And then there are people who won the Distinguished Award, like Jay Cicero, who did a lot with the um, in, around New Orleans and, event, and, and holding events and, and, and stuff, and Teddy Allen, sports writers Teddy Allen and Garland Foreman, who I know a lot. I don't know if you've ever run across Teddy Allen, but with your personality and his, that would be quite a conversation. No, I don't. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> he he is uh, he 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 is uh, fabulous and fu- he's the guy that MCs most of the uh, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fames. Uh, okay. Yeah, he 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 does a he does a great. I don't know exactly how he's going to MC himself this year. Maybe that might be something to see on Saturday night. Uh, he could maybe uh, kind of sit down and interview himself. And you know what? He's one that could probably pull pull that off a little bit. But uh, but no, obviously it's going to be very special with Tony, with Austin, and Justin, and and uh, his wife there on, on Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be really neat. I know that, you know, the, the impact that Tony had, and you see it so much. One thing I do know is that Tony's impact, and he knew what he knew in living. You know, so many times people don't, don't we don't have a true appreciation for people until they're gone, but we all appreciated Tony in life. And so, you know, I know that, that, that he lived as if, you know, he was not going to be here all the time. And and, um, and we're seeing that. We see his... his uh, his legacy live on, and the people that do it, and he is missed and, and going to continue to be missed. But I think people will talk about him with a smiling, you know, just smiling when you say his name. Uh, absolutely. No question about that. Looking forward to um, 
to seeing him be honored. And, and, and this is kind of, you know, he he went into the National Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame, I think around January or so. His family went up to the Chicago area and, and did that. And so he, uh, you know, he's getting honored a lot. And, you know, he wouldn't be that comfortable with all this, you know, heaping praise and attention on him. But um, he certainly deserved it, and the impact that he's had on people obviously is outstanding. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back and get to some, well, this is sports, but more uh, current sports topics with Gerald on the other side. And remember, Astros baseball tonight against the Yankees, 6 o'clock first pitch about Astros Yankee Stadium. You can hear that game right here on 103.7-1041 Lake Charles, the game. All right, we'll be back after this timeout. We are back with Gerald Broussard. And again, we've done a little nostalgia talk in the first segment here. I want to talk about some of the issues going on in the world of sports as we try to get all from here to August. Are you already ready for August in football and September in football? Or are you kind of more like me? All right, I need a little more time to, to get through what we just went through. And, and, and football will come when it comes. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, and and I... I actually went, uh, Jay and I went and spent a little time at the complex the other day, I guess the APC or whatever they call it. Uh, I still call it the complex. Uh, when they had their regimen draft for summer, uh, summer was a time that, you know, enjoyed the time off, been being away from it for a little bit, but it, it it's going to sound terrible when I say it, but like summer couldn't end fast enough. You know, I was just always ready to kind of get into the camp and get the guys back and, you know the the weight room and the training and all that that's all fun for other folks but you know when I when I was working there and just the fun part of it for me was getting ready getting into practice and getting ready now doing what I do and being involved in what I'm involved in with the university if they're not playing I don't have a whole lot to do and so I kind of like it when they're playing and uh and I enjoy the prep work for the playing and, and getting to know the new players. You know, Kev, you know I'm not into recruiting. It's just not that big a deal. I'd rather see you with, with, the, with the Cajun helmet on and then make my evaluation on how you are than what other people say your star rating and all that. That doesn't mean anything to me. But, uh, yeah, if, if they were starting tomorrow, I'd be a happy cat. Well, you know, I'm trying to suppress. You know me, and I, I'm very excited about – uh, the Saints off season, uh, and so I'm trying to hold off football season one professionally. You know, I need a little bit of a mental break, which going to Alaska for a week certainly helped. But 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 also, um, I'm trying to not get too excited about all the interesting facets of this Saints season before it gets here because I gotta I gotta pace myself. Well, no, but you okay? Whatever time you get is not going to help you, man. We all know. <laughs> You need way more time than a couple of months to fix your mental issues. But that's you. I mean, and, and, and look, in Alaska, they might should have left you for a while. But with that being said, I think that now you, you get an opportunity to go in and see if what you, for, what you project or predict or, or forecast it can come true. That's what I like about it is just to see it. And, look, I enjoyed practicing. I still enjoy practicing, you know, with the things that I do. But we all know the fun part of it is the game. 
and so that that when you get to see that's what I look forward to with it. Look, there are so many questions down the street in Lafayette. There are so many questions in New Orleans. There are so many questions all over the league, you know, and all over college football with the transfer portal and all that kind of. How's it going to affect this with conference realignment? But there are just a lot of questions. But you know what gets answered? Who wins who when you play a game? And so you don't have to worry about it. all that other stuff goes out the, out the window. And now you just say, hey, we won. And that to, to me, that's what I'm excited for and look forward to it. And also part of it is getting to see some new situations and people in new situations, new names and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But you have a different life living in because you live through baseball. You live through softball. You live through covering all your other sports. Whereas, you know, when you're like me and just a single sport guy, that 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 sport can't get there soon enough. You know, many times last year wasn't quite so much, but in many times in recent years, I've said it's a it's incredible. It's been incredible to me how many of the issues and the similarities between UL football and Saints football there have been. And I think look at the similarities this year. You've got a new head coach that was promoted from within in both. You still got question marks at new quarterback position. Both teams seem to be really set with good defenses, even though they've got new defensive coordinators that were kind of promoted from within kind of thing. A lot of similarities between the, the Cajuns and the Saints going into this season. Well, think about it even more so than that. Your position specific with the running back situation in Lafayette and in New Orleans. There's some question marks there when you know you have talent, but is the talent going to be there? What's it going to have happen and all that stuff? At the receiver position, you got some guys coming back, but what can they do? But you also got some new guys coming in that maybe can't help. And, and, and then you look at the questions up front. You lost some people in the offensive line. I'm just speaking on offense. Yeah. And so you lost some, some, question, uh, some questionable stuff on the offensive line. You got guys in new roles, not just a new head coach, but got an offensive coordinator that's been there for 100 years and never called a play. <laughs> and now you got, you got a head coach in Lafayette who has been an assistant offensive coordinator, but he hasn't called a play since he was a high school coordinator. And he's going to call a plays as a head coach. And so it's it's a little bit different there too. So, but some differences and some similarities with it. Some some old guys, some familiar faces to the program that were gone that are now back. Uh, it just there's a lot of similarities in in the two. And it, that's what to me when and watching some of the news that comes up from here and from there, it's like man, it's just like you or that's just like New Orleans. It's just I think it's been it's awesome. almost mirror image in a lot. It's incredible. Well, the more you look into it, the more you say, well, this is the same. And that's, yeah, no, it really is. It really is. Makes it fun. No, I, I, I think it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I've heard some people, and recently the guys who covered the Saints for the Advocate had a little roundtable, and several of them were worried about this. Should, should, should Saints fans be worried about Jameis Winston's knee? Or to me, if he's doing all the workouts in a and not even training camp, like in a mini camp, then that probably means that even though he's still got a little bit of a limp, that they're pretty confident, right? I mean, or am I looking at that wrong? No, you're right. You're right because there's no reason to expose him to any potential injury if, unless they think that whatever he's doing is not exposing exposing him to that. I would I would be concerned. Do you remember going back to the Andrew Luck stuff where he wasn't doing this and he wasn't doing that and he wasn't doing you know the and it just all of a sudden it became more than what we had ever known or thought of with it. 
But the more that they do do – now, look, I mean, there's always going to be a concern because he is coming off an injury. And true be known, Kevin, it's usually the second year before you're back and you don't worry about the injury again. But as far as him repeating that injury or getting hurt or whatever, I, 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 that's not a concern of mine with, with Jameis. I have other concerns with Jameis, but they were concerns prior to the injury. It's not injury-related. And um, – and he was starting to answer some of those concerns. Bandry just kind of slowed up. Just uh, right. Look, I think the guy's got a world of talent, and I know I know the kid's got a world of talent, and I know he's physically capable of doing some things. But some of his physical attributes tend to be uh, they cause him to have some issues because of whatever you know. He does some things that you would question. I don't say it's not mental. It's it's not mental. It's just it may be just. Uh, air of confidence. I've never had that kind of talent when you don't see something. Everything you see is like, oh, I can do that. Well, I can do that. And that sometimes that can get you in trouble, you know. And uh, you know, but but look, he, he he's got a lot of talent. I think he was starting to answer some questions. I'm excited to see it. He to me, he's way down the list on on questions for the Saints. He really is. I I think he's going to be okay. Some of the questions I have. Uh, if we get to Jameis as the question, then I think the, and the others get answered in a positive way, I think Saints going to be okay. How, you know, last year the Saints had Marcus Williams, really good safety, and, um, you know, another really good safety who was a veteran who retired, who and, you, and Malcolm Jenkins, so you knew what you had there. Well, you've got two new safeties. So my biggest concern is these guys might actually be more physically talented, big play talented than even Marcus and Malcolm were, but it's it's kind of a quarterback position of the defense kind of guys, and they're new. My biggest concern is how long will it take for those guys to get on the same page with each other and the secondary and the overall running of the defense? How worried are would you be about that? Well, there, that's that's my questions above Jameis is a big part of that, you know, because not just the secondary and the communication of the secondary, it's a communication from the sideline too, you know, with Dennis Allen and, and, and Dennis, the DA has been so involved with all every, you know, he was a walk around guy, but so positioned involved with it. If you watch the communication in the back end of new Orleans, and that's what I, the thing that I always like about watching, you know, from, from, when we can get, different, can get different angles, is just who's talking to who about what and how they are transitioning to so much of what the Cajuns did offensively was eye, eye candy. You know, they just they moved and, and shifted and flipped and all that stuff, and it was all just to confuse the defense. Well, when you see a lot less of that in the NFL, but you do see another offense is moving and shifting, the communication that goes on between the safeties to try and keep the corners in line, because if there's a mess up back there, it's a touchdown. You know, it gets exposed quick. And that's why offenses do what they do to get you to adjust is to try and mess up your communication and also to try and get an indicator to see what they want to see, too. But, it's you know, that that stuff, you just talk about two guys who had a world of experience together, along with the communication coming from D.A. and understanding what D.A. wanted, too. And so that is a big – talent is one thing. But talent in the wrong spot? That's not a good thing, you know. That's going to get that. You know, they, you, it's going to get exposed. You don't get away with that often, to where somebody, you know, 
hey, you know, a great player that can't make no plays just soon be me, you know, because he, he can't make no plays. He ain't no good to you. And, and so that that's where I think the communication is going to be a big part of it. But they're there. They're talking it through. They're getting there. That's all part of the newness of it. And, and look, you don't have the number of preseason games either. You don't have the contact and stuff because, you know, like I know, Kev, when you get beat, in, beat on and stuff and you get a little tired – well, now you think different. Well, those guys aren't going to stress their bodies like they did before because things are different now. And so it takes a little longer to get all that done. I, that is a, that's a concern for me. Uh, absolutely it is. So um, it's going it, to, I think it's going to be fun, but for now I'm just trying to get my Astros to stay healthy and get Yuli hot and get Bregman hot. And then when, when football comes, it'll, it'll, it's going to be – I kind of like – I know some Saints fans get angry, but I kind of like being a little bit under the radar. I think the national media don't doesn't realize how potentially stacked this roster is. Well, you want that. You you do. I, 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 as a, as I'm trying to be a fan. I try hard to be a fan. But I would much rather have a lack of expectation and overshine. You see it, and, and you know, looking at Ole Miss in the College World Series. You know, yes. They, coming into the season, everybody predicted how well that they were going to do. And, you know, Ole Miss is this and that and the other. And, dude, they, they were garbage. They weren't good at all. And then all of a sudden they barely make it into the, to, to the tournament and now they're playing well. But when you free yourself of expectations and you free yourself of, of anticipation and when you just free yourself of all of that stuff and, and you just play worry-free, then your talent can play. Because I said what I said about talent being in the wrong spot, but you can also be in the right spot and, and be not very good, and that's not any good either. At least we know that the Saints have the talent to make the play. I believe that. I, I really do. I believe they have the talent to make the plays, as, as I believe the Cajuns. I think there are some depth concerns, but I do think that the initial talent is there to be able to make the plays and to do that. As long as you do do that, if you have that, you know, if you're talent deficient, well, you know, you're just going to be an overachiever and down the line, you're, you're going to be limited. Uh, if, if you're talent rich, then you can overcome a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Well, Gerald, it was great to catch up with you again. Hope you've been doing well. And um, just think about this. Think about how much life has changed since we both last stepped foot in Wolco. Oh, man. I tell you, what, you, know, you know what hasn't changed? I can promise you this has not changed. Nobody has ever drowned in grass. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. The, the, the Titanic, if it had been on shore, wouldn't have hit nothing. <laughs> All righty, sir. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you very much. You too, pal. Be safe. See you. Take care. Appreciate Gerald Broussard. We'll be back on the game, 103.7 Laviette, 104, One Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're on for the LSU Tigers. Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We want to remind you if you have not yet joined the game clubhouse, again, what are you waiting for? It's free, it's simple. 
So you need to sign up today. And if you sign up for the Game Clubhouse, put you in position to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate for Mabel's Kitchen. You can win any one of those or more prizes, but you can't win if you don't join. So, again, go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. Sign up for the Game Clubhouse and put yourself in position to win one of those great prizes. All right. Love catching up with Gerald and love talking about history and his colorful way of saying things. And it's funny because, again, there was a time in my life where I probably would have hated a cruise. But I got to tell you, after a long school year, uh, being able to unwind for an entire week and get away for everything, I ended up liking it way more. Now, one thing I know Gerald would not have liked, well, he wouldn't have been crazy enough to do it. But at the end of the cruise, we had a deal where it was like a battle of the sexes. And I thought it was going to be like trivia questions. Well, no, it ended up being like these activities. And I did, I wasn't one of the ones chosen, which I'm glad I wasn't. But one of the things that they did was they had these six young guys kind of make a circle, hold hands and make a circle. And they try and they tried to see how many people they could fit inside this circle that they made by holding hands. And, um, we got 62 guys in the middle of this, and I was one of them, and I was suffocating. Gerald would never – I mean, he would have been killing people, pushing people. <laughs> he would not have liked that at all. But anyway, I enjoyed. I got a kick out of him why he did not like uh, cruises, but I, I very much did. All right, though. But even though we had that fun, we do need to get back to our uh, – on day four of week three of our Footnote Summer Project, and we talked about some Astro games, and we talked about some – Braves games, and uh, we talked about uh, yesterday the 85 game, unfortunately, when the Cardinals should have beat the Royals, but they didn't. And, and the truth of the matter is I kind of like both of those teams back then because th- that was before, long before the Cardinals were in the Astros division. And uh, as I've told you all before, when I was a kid, I, I rooted for one team in each division. Obviously, the Astros were my favorite team overall. It wasn't there? That was never in question. But I pulled for the Cardinals in the National League East to win the division. I pulled for the Royals in the American League West, and I pulled for the Red Sox in the American League East to win the division. Those were the four teams I hoped won the four divisions that were in existence when I was a kid. And so. I always kind of liked the Cardinals and the Royals, so I was good either way. But we we talked about that. But I want to bring up a a historic game. And a a few of you might have heard this story, but just imagine this was 114 years ago. Can you imagine if this scenario that I'm about to explain to you happened today? Now, some of it probably wouldn't happen. But if it happened today, the media coverage and the in the zaniness and craziness of this, it, it's called historically the Merkel Boner. And this was a regular season game at the end of a season to determine who won the pennant. And what the pennant was back then is, you, remember, you went right to the World Series. There was no playoffs back then. You just, if you won your league for the regular season, you went directly to the World Series. That's what winning the pennant is. Uh, and so this was a late season game, September 23rd, to win the pennant. It was the Cubs against the Giants. 
and I don't know all the details, but essentially what happened is you had this rookie that was recently called up named Fred Merkel. He was on first base. Uh, this was a low-scoring game. I, it was either one-to-one or nothing-to-nothing. You had Christy Mathewson for the Giants, his famous historic pitcher, against three fingers Brown, who had this weird deformation in his hand and made him a, a great pitcher. And so I think it was nothing-nothing or one-to-one. Anyway, it was a really low-scoring game. And, until the, the 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 ninth inning, and you had a scenario where you had two runners on, you had runners on the corners and two outs, and this guy Merkel, this rookie who just got brought up, was on first base. Well, uh, what's the guy's name? I looked it up and wrote it down. Al Bridwell got a hit. Well, he gets a single, lands in the outfield. A guy from score third, the guy from third scores the run. Well. Back then, the fans were all around the stadium and they could, um, the field, and they could come on the field. Well, all these fans started flooding the field when the guy crossed home plate because the game was over. And they were celebrating. They, won, they would have won the pennant. They were going to the World Series. Well, Merkel got a little intimidated or didn't want to fight the crowd, and he, start, and he runs off the field. Well, what he never did was touch second base. So... Essentially, if they got the ball and touched second base, it was a force out. That run doesn't count. So what happens is, in the middle of all of this chaos, somehow they got the ball and they went. And this was a long time after, like, the all the people flood, the, the fans flooded the field. They were celebrating and jumping up and down, and it was chaos. Well, they go get the ball. Merkel's in the clubhouse or wherever you they went, their version of a clubhouse in 1908, they get the ball and they go touch second base and they have this big uh, meeting and they say he's out. The run doesn't count. Well, the problem was that because of all the chaos and all the people running on the field and messing up the field and everything, the umpires declared it a tie. I think it was one-to-one. They declared it a one-to-one tie. And they had to replay the game later. In, a, in like a week or so, they replayed the game, and the Cubs won. So if you remember when the Cubs won the World Series back in, what was that, 2016, it had been 108 years since they had won the World Series, if you remember that. And this was the 108 years. So basically, basically for a century, the Cubs paid the piper for winning in this cheesy way that they won the World Series in 1908. So when they replayed the game, the Cubs won. The Giants should have won. All this guy had to do is go touch second base, and they'd have won the pennant and gone to the World Series. Instead, they didn't because this rookie didn't realize in the middle of all this chaos that he needed to go touch second base. And he didn't touch it. They replayed the game. The Cubs won. They went to the World Series, and they and they won. I mean, this is Tinker Evers' chance era here, and um, and they went and won the World Series and didn't win another one for a hundred and eight years. But a great story. You want to talk about a heartbreaking loss? Can you imagine if that kind of stuff happened today with Sports Center and all this kind of stuff? It would be uh, it, it would be it'd be incredible. But but no. That's uh, they call it historically the Merkel boner. They call it in baseball history lore, and and this cat didn't touch second base and miss all that chaos, and they lost. So that would be, that would fit under the category of a heartbreaking loss, and that that's kind of 
again, I don't think well, – well, for one, they all those people wouldn't be on the field now. They don't let that happen. But back then, they surrounded the – you know, they had much more access to the field than they have now for sure. So that was uh, uh, historically another one of those old losses that – People would probably never think about, but if if you've heard the story, it's it's kind of it's kind of unforgettable. So that was certainly a, an all time baseball loss. So so far we've had you know a lot of Astros nineteen uh, game five of the nineteen eighty NLCS. We've had game six of the um, nineteen eighty six NLCS that the Astros lost. We've talked about during the week. The Braves losses, game six and seven of the 91 World Series. We talked yesterday about the Diamondbacks' uh, victory with Luis Gonzalez getting a single over the Yankees. But th- there's a lot of others that we haven't uh, mentioned yet. You know, we talked about a lot of some of the um, the Yankee um, losses. But an- another one, you know, the Astros' current manager is Dusty Baker. And... In in 2002, if you remember, the the Giants played the Angels, and a lot of talk then was that Barry Bonds, as great as he was, he had never won the World Series, and they were up five to. This is as heartbreaking as any, you know. You, you're up five to nothing in the seventh inning. In 1980, the game I talked about, the Astros were up five to two, and that that's hard enough for me. The the Giants were up five to nothing in the seventh inning. Of Game 7 of the World Series. And they ended up losing the game. Uh, And that was brutal. Then the next year, Dusty Baker is managing the Cubs. And they're up 3-0 in the 8th to the Marlins. And that's the Bartman game. So in back-to-back years, I don't know that anybody has been on the bad side of more heartbreaking losses in big moments like playoff games and the World Series. The Bartman game was the NLCS, but still, I mean, it was um, not, that's two heartbreaking losses. So Dusty knows, I don't know that anybody knows heartbreaking losses like Dusty Baker. And then, I mean, again, then you have the Game 7 of the World Series against for the Astros a few years ago against the Nationals. I mean, you could put that to him. I'm sure for him that's heartbreaking because he was just uh, just that close again to winning it all, and he just wasn't able to do it. So I tell you what, that Dusty Baker's got to be on this list at least two or three times. He, he's, had a, he's had a rough go with, 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 with rough losses, no question about it. Somebody brought up the Bucky Dent game in 78. Certainly remember that was an afternoon game. It was like game 163 that the Red Sox had a had a huge lead early that year against the, the Yankees and blew it, and they played. Guidry was the starting pitcher, I want to say, against Mike Torres maybe. Anyway, he came on and um, – it was an afternoon game. I remember getting home from school. I was rooting for the Red Sox, and the and the Yankees won on the Bucky Dent homer. So, unbelievable. Uh, no, a lot of heartbreaking losses over the years, and we've touched on quite a few of them. And we got more to get to. We'll do. If we don't finish it today, we'll 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 do more of it tomorrow. But lots and lots and lots of heartbreaking losses in Major League Baseball over the years. We're going to have quite a chore to narrow this down to ten, I think, tomorrow. But we'll 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 figure. We'll figure something out. All right, that'll do it for this segment. Appreciate um, 
again, Gerald coming on earlier, and I always in, in, enjoy discussing baseball history. No, no, no question about that. We'll come back, finish out the show next on Footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, the game. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And as we finish out this Thursday edition of Footnotes, we, um, and speaking of the Astros, Astros began a four-game series against the Yankees. And one of the one of the theme and again, that game tonight, game one, about six o'clock. Yankee Stadium or the new Yankee Stadium. You can hear all the action right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. And one of the themes of the you know, of the Astros versus the Yankees is over the years has been the Astros have won all the important games in the playoffs. But they haven't always had a lot of success at Yankee Stadium. But when they do win, it's big. It's like going back to that, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago or three or four weeks ago, when the Astros threw that six-pitcher no-hitter, that was game one of the first time the Astros had ever played at Yankee Stadium. That was the old Yankee Stadium. But um, uh, the original Yankee Stadium. And and they threw the no-hitter in game one. And I remember everybody was excited. And I certainly appreciated the novelty of it. But uh, I, knowing the, about the Piper and, and that, I, I, I don't know that I was calling it the Piper back then. But even in, back then... Uh, many years ago, 20 years ago, I understood the principle of it. And so I'm like, this is not good. And, of course, the Astros lost games two and game three of that series, like I kind of expected. You never want to throw a no-hitter. It's not a good It's not a good thing to do. It's The other team almost always wins the next game. It's just bad. It's a bad idea to throw a no-hitter unless it's like in game seven of the World Series, and then, then it's okay. Throw all the no-hitters you want in game seven of the World Series. we got the whole offseason. i got the trophy. I won't care about what happens next. But... But then there's also, if you remember, what was it, last year? Uh, I think that was the first time that the Astros had gone back to Yankee Stadium. And they had, they were about to get swept. And Altuve hit uh, this clutch home run. I mean, just clutch home run. And they won in dramatic comeback fashion. I mean, that was great stuff. So they got swept. And yet the way they won just almost seemed bigger that though that win seemed to outweigh the two losses, and then earlier this week I talked about Derek Jeter Day, where uh, Bregman hit a big home run on Derek Jeter Day, and and the Astros um, they didn't win the series, and yet the game that they won, they won it in such just kind of awesome fashion that it kind of took most of the pain away from the loss. So it's it's been a weird series, and then. And then when they play in the playoffs, of course, the Astros. But like even then, the one of the, the years that they won, one of the years they won the playoffs was that the year they won the World Series. I think it was where they they won the two games in Houston, 
low-scoring games, you know, with all that sign-stealing stuff. They won with pitching and defense, and somehow the sign-stealing helped out. But anyway, that's just being petty. But then they went to Yankee Stadium and looked awful. They lost all three games. So they got swept at Yankee Stadium in the middle, but they came back and and won some more low-scoring games with pitching and defense. And, um, you know, Correa throwing the guy out of the plate and Bregman throwing the guy out of the plate and won the World Series. So it's, you know, in, in between the the uh, the Altuve homer and, and all the Verlander heroics, and, and even before that, they played the one-game playoff at Yankee Stadium when Keuchel was was good. Remember those days when Keuchel was really good, and they won, um, and they won that one-game playoff game to earn the right to play the Royals, and they should have beat the Royals, but they but they didn't, and the Royals went on and won the won the World Series. So it's been a weird series, is the point of all this between the Astros and the Yankees, and they will play again tonight. Open this four game series. At, at the new Yankee Stadium, and we'll see what happens in that matchup. Should be lots of fun. Obviously, we've got lots of Astro fans in this area and lots of Yankee fans in this area. So this will be one series that a lot of baseball fans, you know, I would say the vast majority of baseball fans in our in our region here and our listening audience are going to be interested in pretty directly. And obviously, there's a lot of Braves fans and Red Sox fans as well, but I think – a lot of Yankee fans because of Ron Guidry, obviously, and a lot of Astro fans, people that grew up pulling for the Astros. So this is going to be a fun, fun series. And like always, as much as we like these high-profile series, it, to me, it's uh, the especially in June still, you just don't want to get swept. So um, win game one. That avoids you getting swept, and that takes the pressure off the rest of the series, at least the way I look at it. For many of you who want to win the series or get a split at least, there's still more pressure. But for me, just win game one, avoid getting swept, and then can um, can move on to other goals. So it should be lots and lots of fun. appreciate Gerald coming on and the phone calls. Y'all have a nice day.